Sirs, moms, ladies and gents, welcome back to the Red Coat History Podcast, the place for people who love British military history and a damn good story. And that's certainly something that we have for you today. They beat their shields with their spears. It's the most exciting sound I've ever heard. When it stops, they'll be here. The last stand of the Shangani patrol on the 4th of December 1893 in modern day Zimbabwe. It's the stuff of legend. A British Custer's last stand. A handful of militiamen surrounded and fighting to the death against an overwhelming force of Matabele warriors. The man in command was Major Alan Wilson, a 37-year-old Scotsman. He was a true Victorian maverick, a man of many talents. Over the years, historians have made a lot of mistakes about who he was, where he came from and his background before coming to Rhodesia. But today, with the help of research conducted by my mate Cam Simpson, we're going to find out the true story. Let's learn who he really was and which battles he'd fought in previously. Like many great British soldiers and adventurers, Wilson was a Scot, born in Ross Shear on the 10th of October 1856. He was captain of his school's cricket team and was described as being an intelligent and lively boy, big but gentle. After finishing school, he became a banker, but that was boring, so in his spare time he was involved in amateur dramatics and excelled in local athletics, winning the hammer throw in his local Highland Games, good lad. After the death of his father in 1877, Alan changed the course of his life. A quiet life in Scotland wasn't for him. Aged 20, he swapped the bank and signed up for the Frontier Armed and Mounted Police in the South African Cape. Bit of a change. It was the start of an action-packed, adventure-filled life, a life straight from the pages of a G.A. Henty novel. <laughs> Am I showing my age there? Anyone else still read G.A. Henty? Maybe not. Anyway, our hero soon set sail on the RMS Roman and was attested at King Williamstown on the 1st of January 1878. As a third class private, he joined number two troop of the FAMP. This was the period of the 9th Eastern Cape Frontier War and it was in full swing. We've not been able to nail down if he saw any action, but the FAMP were busy lads and so it is possible. Once that war was over in late 1878, the FAMP was redesignated as the Cape Mounted Rifles and was to operate more along military rather than police lines. This suited the young energetic Allen and he was soon promoted to corporal on the 22nd of July 1879. Now, as we all know, in 1879, the British were busy fighting the Zulus. But did you know that the Cape Colony was fighting another conflict just a few hundred miles away? Yep, it's been covered on the show before, the Battle for Morosi's Mountain. Morosi was a Baputi chief in southern Basutuland who had defied the Cape colonial government and now he and his determined clansmen had beaten off two attacks against his mountain fortress. He was proving a tough nut to crack. Wilson's unit, the CMR, were now called for to break the siege and end the war. Allen had been promoted to third class sergeant and arrived at the mountain in time to take part in the final and successful assault on the 20th of November. He was in the thick of this brief but violent battle. In fact, he performed so well that he was one of 25 men rewarded with a £10 bonus for their good work. This rather than medals was the custom in the CMR at the time, although let's not forget that three men did win VCs at the mountain, Brown, Scott and Hartley, so sometimes exceptions were made. With one war over, there was another shortly afterwards. Lesotho, or Basutuland as it was then known, became the scene of another tough fight. This was a conflict known as the Basutu Gun War. I tell you, this era of Southern African history was just one war after another. 
As a second-class sergeant, Allen served during the war at the defence of Mazeru under Colonel Zach Bailey, the same man who had commanded at the capture of Morosi's Mountain. The Basutu warriors attacked Maseru, the capital, twice. The CMR, alongside loyal Basutu policemen, beat them off and Allen was in the thick of it. But on the 31st of March 1881 at Maseru, Allen was discharged from the CMR for being time expired. However, the following day he was commissioned a lieutenant in the Basutu native levy under Commandant Nettleton, a popular Zulu war veteran. But the Basutu gun war was now winding down and that unit was quickly broken up and disbanded in September. Thinking that his days of fighting were now over, Allen turned his thoughts away from war and towards making some money. Can't blame him for that. With the lure of diamonds and gold, Allen moved to Kimberley in South Africa's Northern Cape. But the military life was in his blood. And in 1884, when Charles Warren was raising what was later known as Warren's Bechuana Land Expedition, Allen volunteered and served as a quartermaster sergeant in the 3rd Mounted Rifles. They saw no action and the force was soon disbanded. Allen then spent time as a prospector and a manager at the Mount Morgan Gold Mining Company. In 1889 he was in Johannesburg and learnt about an expedition to Mashonaland in what's now known as Zimbabwe. The following year Cecil Rhodes's pioneer column headed north with a plan to annex land and negotiate mining rights. Allen accompanied them, not as a member of the Pioneer Corps or of the British South African Company Police, but as a civilian representing the Bechuana land trading. He liked what he found north of the border and soon after became the manager of the Cotopaxi Mine near Victoria in Mashonaland. Allen was described as being the loudest man in the local hotel but didn't drink anything harder than ginger ale. He was bit with a military bug again and in 1893 was appointed a captain in the Victoria Volunteer Force. That same year the first Matabele war against King Lobengula and his warriors broke out. The Matabele, or Endebele as they're known now, are essentially Zulus. Even their language is very similar to Zulu. They're tough, hardy warriors. Allen was appointed as the captain and officer commanding of the Victoria Rangers. Major Patrick Forbes, an imperial officer who was five years younger than Allen, wrote of him that no better man could possibly have been found. He was famous for the power that he possessed over his officers and men. That being said, though, there was an air of friction between Forbes and the colonial officers that was to play a big part in what was about to happen. During the Matabele War, Allen was promoted to the rank of Major and took command of the Victoria Column during the advance to Kwabulawayo, King Lobengula's capital. They fought some tough battles, but eventually the Column reached Bulawayo on the 4th of November, but Lobengula himself had slipped the net. Forbes, who was in overall command, sent half of his force to pursue the king. Wilson was with that pursuing column, of course. It was no easy task. There were still thousands of Matabele warriors loyal to the king, and the chances of an ambush on the column were high. On the 3rd of December 1893, Allen led a patrol into the bush across the Shangani River. His orders were to find the king and then return to the main lager position. But Wilson was determined to capture his prey, and he remained out that night with just 16 men, and requested Forbes to follow up and bring the rest of the column across to support him. Forbes, assessing that taking the entire column across the river in the dark was foolish, just sent a small token number of reinforcements. When the Matabele inevitably attacked in great numbers, Wilson's force numbered just 34 men. What followed was a desperate firefight. 
The Matabele were well armed with modern Martini Henry rifles and were tough lads. We'll never know exactly what happened, but what we do know is all of the patrol were killed. At one point it was said by the Matabele that Wilson's men sang heartily and then crossed their chests like they were in church. According to Matabele accounts, after the battle, one man generally considered to have been Wilson himself was the last to die. The great American scout Frederick Burnham, one of three men to have been ordered back to Forbes by Wilson and thus survived the battle, later recorded a Matabele account in his book Scouting on Two Continents, where he describes the incident. Quote, he was the last man to stand up and that he was bleeding all over and had no more cartridges to shoot, so a young warrior rushed up to him with an assegai in his hand. The white Induna stood still and looked straight at him, and Induna is a chief, by the way. So the warrior put down his spear. Then he raised it again and plunged it in, into the Induna's chest and drew it out with dripping blood. The Induna staggered towards him and he threw the spear again, leaving it sticking in the Induna's breast. The Induna, i.e. Wilson, fell forward dead. And so died another brave warrior of the Victorian era. Alan Wilson is buried with his men in the Matopo Mountains under the large Shangani Memorial that features the bronze reliefs of his men. The memorial was unveiled in 1905. The name of Alan Wilson will always remain synonymous with the 1893 Matabele War and the Shangani Patrol. He wasn't, as is often claimed, a Zulu War veteran, but his service with the CMR saw plenty of action elsewhere. In 1940, the Alan Wilson Technical High School in Salisbury was named after him and many old Wilsonians graduated and served in World War II, showing that same fighting spirit that he'd possessed. There are several old classic books out there that cover the Shangani Patrol, O'Reilly's Pursuit of the King, Robert Carey's A Time to Die and the more contemporary The Downfall of Lobangula. I've put links to those books in the description below if you want to research further. Please subscribe and also join my mailing list over at redcoathistory.com newsletter. When you do so, you'll get a free book all about the Battle of Isandwana in 1879. You won't want to miss that. All right, guys, see you and speak to you next week.